BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, girl, hey. Welcome back to another episode of my weekly podcast, Taste of Taylor. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker. And today is a special show. It's an L Solo show. Last night was the season six finale of my favorite television show, probably yours as well, Younger. What a friggin' phenomenal show. And I have the honor and privilege of getting to be kind of like, well, a part of the show in a way. I'm a definitely adjacent to the show because I host, just in case you didn't know, their after show called Getting Younger. So I got the opportunity to host, I guess it was like three. Yeah, it was like three years ago because I'm on my third. I just wrapped my third year of with them doing the after show, which is like such an honor. So the show had already been on air for three seasons and then they picked up the after show for season four and then I did season five last year and then this year season six last night was the season finale well season six finale of younger and it was so there aren't many shows that I can say give me goosebumps every time I watch them and also make me cry every time I watch them but younger is one of these shows it's Darren Starr I mean don't forget, don't sleep on the fact that Darren Starr, I believe he was Melrose Place, 90210, Sex and the City, just to name, I don't know, a few, and um, now he's back with Younger. I want to talk a little bit about this past season, season six. Also, they're picked up for season seven. I'm going to be totally honest, fingers crossed. Is there going to be, is there going to be a season, season seven? A thousand percent. That, that's without a doubt. But is there going to be another season of Getting Younger, the after show? I honestly don't know. That's above my pay grade. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed and hope so. I know the cast loves doing it. I know the audience loves it. And I love doing it. So it would be very lovely if we could have, wink, wink, another season of Getting Younger. It has like a cultish following because it's like so freaking good. And it's one of those shows that like it's easy to watch. It's fun to watch. It's moving. It, it's uplifting. You can watch it over and over again. You see different things you didn't see before. It's fun to binge watch. It's just like it's just an epic, epic show. And the fact that Darren Starr is attached to it is the creator of it. It's just like it's too much for me to handle. I actually might start crying. Oh, I'm so bathos. Anyway, so this podcast is intended to just kind of give like a bit of a recap, if you will, to not only this past season, season six of Younger, but also to kind of give you guys a behind the scenes of like what it's been like over the last three years to work with this incredible cast. In addition to doing their after show, I also do a podcast for them. It's um it's limited run. So basically the podcast runs with the season of the show. So 
every single Thursday after the episode aired on Wednesday, we would do like a podcast, whether it was with like a director or a writer um, or a cast member recapping that episode and like the significance of it. We basically do like a super deep dive. And the podcast is called Younger Uncovered. And uh, actually, our final episode is out of Younger Uncovered is out today. Um, And it's with the delicious Peter Herman, who plays Charles on Younger. And I mean, talk about a delight of a person. You have to go listen to it right now. He is so charming and smart and deep, but like also so humble. He's real. He's down to earth. He's just like, oh, he's just good. He's a good man. He reinstills my faith in men. He's married to Mariska Hargate. Ever heard of her? Yeah. Olivia Bennett from Law and Order SVU. You're welcome. But um, actually, I'm welcome because I got to meet her at the premiere party and I almost died. I actually had the most uncomfortable moment of my life. I acted like such a fucking loser. Um, but I guess it was all fine because I've seen Peter since then and he's been nothing but nice and normal. I just, aside from doing a little bit of a recap of season six, I just kind of want to give you guys like a behind the scenes of what it's been like to work with the cast. And I like forget what a big deal it is that I get to work with a show like Younger and the cast of Younger and the crew and everybody involved and Viacom and TV land. And then when I tell people I have this job or they see it on my Instagram or like they watch an episode of the after show and they see me on it. People freak out and they want to ask me a million one questions about the castmates. And so I figured rather than just tell people one-on-one what it's like, why don't I just tell y'all here? And I actually decided to do this podcast today because I was on Instagram and all of the castmates obviously, you know, are, and I follow all of them, um, are promoting the season finale. And I don't know, it was like weird. I was like, oh my God, I was a part of that show. (laughs) I'm like, wait. I fucking host the after show. Like, I can get involved here. I'm a weirdo like that, man. Like, I get, like, inside access to things, but I weirdly still feel very much, like, on the on the sidelines. Like, a, like, I still feel very much like a fan or a viewer watching, but I have to, like, keep it cool and calm and collected and, like, interact with these people. Like, you know, I'm their peer or, like, I'm not, like, nervous or, like, like having a massive fangirl moment, but I'm dying, on the inside because I am I am a fangirl. I always I always lie and pretend like I'm not a fangirl, but I, I really am. It's time to talk about one of our sponsors, OpenFit. OpenFit is a brand new, super simple streaming service that allows you to work out from the comfort of your own living room in as little as 10 minutes. I mean, like, what more do I need to say? Here's the number one thing with me. I am at a place in my life in my body where I don't want people looking at me. And that's why I love OpenFit. You can sculpt your body in the convenience and privacy of your own home. I'm not sure about the city or town that you live in, but I live in Manhattan where like real, real models, they come in and out of the exercise classes that I attend. OpenFit's also great because it's great for all different fitness levels. Some are like super intense. They've also got super simple, low impact stuff that can kind of 
ingratiate you into a nice workout routine. You can bring it on the road with you. So whether you travel for work like I'm going to be doing, you're on vacation and you are a crazy person that wants to work out on vacation, but you can literally view it on your computer, web-enabled TV, a tablet, smartphone, Roku, and don't forget, it's affordable. If you text my code TAYLOR to 303030, you can join me on a fitness journey personalized just for you. Right now, during the Open Fit 30-Day Challenge, my listeners get a special extended 30-day free trial membership to OpenFit when you text Taylor, that's T-A-Y-L-O-R, to 30-30-30. You're going to get full access, okay, to OpenFit. All the workouts, nutrition information, totally free. Again, just text T-A-Y-L-O-R to 303030. Standard message and data rates may apply. And now, back to the podcast. So the very first time I met the cast was at the season four premiere watch party for Younger. So what was happening was season four was going to premiere. And then we were literally at a party in New York City with the cast mates and like drinking and like, you know, we were all watching the show together. There was like TV Land and Viacom executives there. It was like huge. And then we were immediately going to go into a live Facebook show but something that was developing as time went on was tv land decided wouldn't it be great if we got on satellite and if and if in every single commercial break you know during the season four premiere we did live hits to the party <laughs> i don't know if i'm making sense when i'm telling this but like this was the scariest thing i've ever done in my entire life in my career ever 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 even scarier than being on the set of a reality tv show Thank God I grew up as a theater nerd and had musical theater training because that was the only thing that like kicked in and it was like, okay, so this is what you're doing. I had like a very specific set of time. It was either, and it was, it was, it was different every time. So I had like four hits I had to do because there were four commercial breaks and like one hit was like 17 seconds and then the next one was like 13 and a half seconds and then it was like 12 seconds, 11 seconds and they were specifically scripted. So I had to like memorize the scripts. Um, they were, I was also interacting with the castmates who I was meeting for the first time. And we're talking Sutton Foster, Peter Herman, Hillary Duff, like stars, Debbie Mazar. I mean, the list just goes on and on. The cast is so amazing. So I'm like nervous to meet the cast, nervous to be doing these live hits. They were like little live mini plays. And it was multi-cam. So basically, like, I would have, like, like they would, like, tape out, like, X's on the floor where I'd have to, like, walk, stop, stand, spin. Not, like, spin, like, cheesy, but, like, sp- like pivot to the next camera because they were, like, going to cut live to the next camera to get a different shot. It was the craziest thing in the world, but, like, it was what it was, and I had to do it. And so I didn't even really have time to, like, like, there was no no. It was just, like, Taylor, do. Um, and I didn't really realize how scary it was. And then we were doing, like, a rehearsal run through of it and it was when the, the cast finally like they arrived and so we had time to do just like one quick run through and I remember I was standing with Nico Tortorella who was just like can you even with the hotness that alone I'm like shaking and he was like this is like really difficult like not for them you know but like for me <laughs> but not they weren't saying like in a rude way like you suck this is difficult they were like this is like really challenging like wow good for you um and so nico like made a comment about it and then i was outside i believe i was with like debbie no i was outside with molly bernard and miriam shore and they were both like oh my god this is kind of like a like weirdly like a live play on television i was like yes i know and then i remember i did one with hillary and hillary was like this is like actually really hard (laughs) and i was like 
freaking out because them confirming that it was challenging like only made me realize like no this is like a really impossible thing I'm doing but anyway I somehow miraculously did it um and the problem was though I used all my brain energy for that so when we finally got to the live after show I like totally sucked um I know I totally thought I was gonna get fired I was like um (laughs) <laughs> I I totally fucked up the note cards. I went completely off script. It was supposed to be like 45 minutes. I think I went on for an hour and 45 minutes. I kept the cast there like an extra hour. Like these things are not okay, okay? And um, I have to say that the cast was like so nice and so patient with me. And I was like such a disaster. And I literally went home and cried for like 48 hours straight. And quite frankly, I'm not going to lie. It wasn't like, oh, you're going to get fired. But the woman who was my boss at the time was like, you need to get your shit together. And I think this is an important story for people to hear that, you know, like getting the job is half the battle. But once you have the job, you've got to fucking prove you deserve the job. And sometimes in the job, you're going to suck and fuck up and make mistakes. But don't give up. Because if you just keep at it and you persevere and you work really, really hard uh, and you make Debbie Mazar love you, then you will be able to keep the job. So the live hits a success. The first episode, kind of a disaster, totally my fault. And if you go back and you watch it, you can probably see it. And then we had like a couple of episodes um, where there was like some tech issues. So like not necessarily my fault, but you know, it's like the host, you kind of if the ship is like you know going off a little of course you're kind of responsible for it you got to like cover for it or whatever that was that with those episodes and then I remember my boss coming to me it must have been like episode four or five so don't forget this the first season of getting younger and she was like Debbie Mazar is coming on tonight and Debbie Mazar is like Debbie is so oh I first of all I fucking love Debbie and I I interviewed Debbie before my job at getting younger a couple times at Sirius um, and Debbie's a force man and she is no fucking bullshit. But like when she loves you, she loves you and she's a badass, cool ass chick, but she also doesn't mince words and she doesn't beat her on the bush. Like she likes you. She doesn't like you. You're going to know it. And so, and also she's like a matriarch of like the show. Like she's really close with all the cast members. They really, really love her. Everybody adores her and her opinion is very valuable and she's very opinionated. So ev- my boss was like, you've got to nail this episode with Debbie, with Debbie. Like if you don't, I don't know what your future is going to be with this show. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm like fucking shitting my pants. I mean, and also it's as good as it is to know what you're up against. It's also like it it makes something nerve wracking even that much more nerve wracking. So I went into this episode like super fucking scared, super fucking nervous. I made sure my outfit was on pizzoint. And uh, that's another thing, too. I'm like so insecure about the way I look. So the fact that like. That's an added pressure to an already like, you know, nerve wracking situation. It's just like I literally had to like let go of all my vanity and just be like, you know what? I'm not hired because I'm a goddamn fucking model. They hired me because they like my personality and because I'm a host. Like it doesn't really matter what I look like as long as I'm not like Quasimodo on camera. Like it should be a okay. So but still the serious internal struggles to like let go of being overly concerned about the way I looked because I realized if all I did was concerned about if, if all I was was concerned about like the angle of my face and shit like that I was never going to be able to get anything accomplished so I had to like get over myself which was very difficult and still a daily struggle. Um, but yeah, but Debbie came on and she was fantastic and she was a rock star. She was amazing for whatever reason. She was like, you are my queen and I am your queen and let's rock and roll together. And it was like, 
it was an epically successful episode of Getting Younger. And then after that episode, it was all a cakewalk. Like, Debbie was like, you are so fucking great. What a great host. I'll gladly come back. I want to host with you. She spread the word to the cast. The cast was, like, super psyched, super stoked to come back because, you know, after the first episode, I was a total disaster. So I can imagine people being like, do we really want to go back and do that show? But luckily, um, yeah, that episode really turned everything around. And we ended season one on a really, really high note. And um, and then I was like really feeling like we were going to get a season two because it was just a really great success. And, you know, it was like right at the zeitgeist. It was like right at the peak of after shows. And um, especially with a show like Younger, where the audience is so invested and has so many opinions. They have forums and they want to talk, 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 talk about it. And they want more, more, more. Like the number one thing with Younger is always like make the episodes longer, make the episodes longer. And like it. They, they're not gonna, and they, 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 they really can't, but, like, it really, I mean, I understand why the audience wants more, because even as, I mean, I'm a part of the show, but I'm also, I'm a fan, I'm a viewer, I want more, too, and so it did really well, and so I was like, oh, we're definitely gonna, we're definitely gonna get a season two, and then I fucking got fired from Sirius. It's time to talk about one of our new sponsors. I'm so excited. It's Just Fab. I have been a huge fan of Just Fab and a user of Just Fab for like at least a year now and my best friend Stassi Schroeder has her own collection with Just Fab so this is like a perfect partnership we live in a world of trends right off the shoulder was big and then like these huge right now like these huge like billowing sleeves are really in but just as quickly as these trends come in they as quickly go out and then I don't know about you but I'm stuck with a closet full of off the shoulder crap that I'm never wearing and to add insult to injury I bought half those trendy off-the-shoulder shirts at expensive boutiques in New York. I mean, they're like $300 a pop. Before Just Fab, I mean, guys, I was easily spending $1,000 a month on clothes. It's embarrassing. No more thanks to Just Fab. Just Fab is a leading fashion and lifestyle brand that inspires, guides, and motivates women all around the world to experiment with style affordably. They've got clothes. They've got handbags. They've got shoes. Oh, do they have shoes? And every piece is created by Just Fab's in-house design team, meaning you can't get it anywhere else. So if you've never tried Just Fab, I highly recommend starting at their new Arrivals collection page. Stassi's is there right now. Also, I totally recommend taking the 60-second style quiz. It's super easy. It's super quick. After you take it, you actually will receive a personalized showroom of pieces specifically catered towards your own unique style. It's almost like a virtual personal shopper for you. Literally, with just a few clicks, Just Fab is doing all the fashion homework for you. Also, don't forget to enter your email address once you take the quiz because you're going to receive exclusive monthly discounts and the inside scoop about new collections that haven't been released yet. I'm telling you, so good. And if you check out as a VIP, you get 30 to 50% off retail pricing and free shipping on orders over $39. Plus, the best part is there's no commitment to order on a regular basis. You can skip any month, anytime. Also, let me just point out that this stuff goes really fast, okay? And it's like really good and I don't want you to miss out on it because they sell out and there's also some turnover. I'm going to tell you what my favorite stuff is right now so that you can make sure to search for these items because you're going to want them. So the Liliana Stiletto Booty in plaid is literally giving me life. I can not wait to rock these all fall. Also, I had the sneaker last year and I was so sad I didn't get more pairs of it because it's totes cute. Everyone thought it was like Gucci. I mean, it looks so rich and expensive. And it's called the Glenda Sneaker. And they actually brought it back. I can't believe they brought it back. And then you've got to check out 
the Outfit of the Day collection inspired by my girl, my boo, Stassi Schroeder. I'm telling you, everything on it's so amazing. She's got this belted blazer dress, which is like to die. Killer heels, white booties, purses to die for. I'm telling you, just go check it out. And right now, Just Fab is offering my listeners an exclusive deal. Get your first Just Fab style for as low as $10 as a VIP. That's 75% off your first item with my special link. Just go to JustFab.com slash Taylor to take advantage of this deal right now. That's JustFab.com slash T-A-Y-L-O-R to get your first style for as low as $10 as a VIP. You can also get free shipping on orders over $39 and there's absolutely no commitment when you purchase your first order. Again, if you're ready to upgrade your seasonal wardrobe with affordable trending pieces, then you gotta check out Just Fab. Get your first Just Fab style for as low as $10 as a VIP. That's 75% off your first item with my special link. Again, just go to justfab.com slash T-A-Y-L-O-R. Terms and conditions do apply. And now back to the podcast. And then I fucking got fired from Sirius. And I was like, there's no fucking way that I'm going to get asked back to do this show because I got fired from Sirius and like word's going to spread around the industry. And like I got fired in October. And then that following like February, I got an email from one of the higher ups at um, TV Land who was a lead guy on Younger. And he was like, so great news. We want you to come do the upfronts. So for those of you who don't know, upfronts are like when a network gets together or even like, like Viacom is like the parent company, right? So they've got so many networks. They've got like MTV, TV Land, Paramount, um, VH1. I mean, it, it just goes, I think, uh, Comedy Central. I mean, just tons, tons, tons of networks underneath them. And so at the upfronts, what happens is they, I think that they invite like advertisers or maybe it's just internal for management, but it's an opportunity for the networks to kind of showcase what shows, you know, they've got coming up in the new year, what shows were a great success the previous year, what they're bringing back and so they want to showcase not only of course the success of younger as a tv show but also they want to showcase the success of getting younger the after show um so they asked me to come to do a live like mini episode of younger and i think i did it with darren peter herman and miriam shore anyway so i was so excited to go do it but i was wicked nervous because i'm like they don't know that i got fired from Sirius yet so I'm there and like, it's not my nature to not be like, bleh, like, you know, just have like total like verbal diarrhea everywhere and just be like, so I just want to let you know, if I was serious, but I still really want to know. Like, that's like, so me It's just like, I just like wear my heart in my sleeve and like, I just, I cannot keep shit in. So, but I knew I was like, Taylor, don't do that. Don't lead with the negative. They might know, they might not know, but like, it's not your job right here, right now to tell them you don't have to do that. Just do a good job here. Who knows? This could solidify your spot. So <laughs> that's like truly what I felt on the inside. So I go and I do it and it was actually really great. And then I'm standing around and Paramount was a network that was at the upfronts and they were doing the show. It was about like, uh, I think it was about David Koresh. It was called Waco. Um, and starring in it was Taylor Kitsch, who I fucking die for okay I actually got a chance to interview him at Sirius right before I got fired and it was the weirdest interview ever I was basically like these are my questions what is it like to be hot like what is it like to be in a room with me having a huge crush on you even though I'm a lesbian like I mean I was like so bathos so inappropriate so fangirl so like I was like teen bop on crack and Taylor Kitsch was 
<laughs> basically like you're so weird Bo had a good sense of humor about it so I'm at the freaking upfronts and Taylor Kitsch is freaking there for the upfronts and I'm like thinking to myself just stay away don't like what are you doing like you did a good job don't fuck this up and the fangirl of me took over and I couldn't help myself and I went over and I was like hi not sure you remember me but um I'm from not am but I'm from Sirius XM and he was like Oh my God, yes, I remember you. You were the crazy girl. And I was like, that's me, present. And he was like, oh my God, she has the, she has, present. She has the best show on Sirius. You guys got to listen, what channel is it on? And I'm like standing there like dying because I no longer have the show, but I'm not going to stand there in front of all these executives and be like, I got fired. So I just, you know, fake it till you make it, honey. And, um, but I, but then I was like, then I like felt like a liar. I don't know. I'm like, I'm the most, I think I'm a little too hard on myself sometimes, but I'm also like the queen of bathos, which is bathos. If, if you don't what if you don't know what the word means, this is what bathos means. Ugh. It's like when you do something and you walk away and then you just keep going like, ah, and then you like, even five days later, you'll be like, bah, that's bathos. You can have it for yourself mostly, but you can also have it for other people. Like if somebody falls, really bad in front of you like a coworker, or if, like I don't know like a coworker poops their pants you'll feel bathos for them anyway so I was feeling also to bathos and then I the same boss reached out and he's like let's have lunch and then I sat down and he was like so we want you to host a second season of getting younger we're bringing it back and I was like thank god and then we went and then I said to him I was like by the way you know I got fired from Sirius and he was like oh pff, yeah we know we don't care and I was like oh my god I think sometimes getting fired from a job or getting like go from a job it feels like the end of the world like you have this like like black mark on your record but uh put a little Pep in my step, not going to lie. And so this past season for Getting Younger, we actually um, just did a couple shoot days and we like banged out all the after shows and episodes like in advance. Um, and you can tell that when you see the outfits because we're, well, wearing the same outfits because we had two shoot days. I also like that way too, though, because I liked it and I didn't like it. I liked it because it was super efficient and we got a lot of work done very, very quickly, which was good for everybody because everybody's got a busy schedule. And also I got to take a, like an actual real big girl trip this summer because I wasn't, you know, having to come back in the middle of the week and do the show. So that was lovely, but I will say I missed seeing the cast every single week. And I miss seeing the crew every single week and the writers and everybody. It really is like a family. And here's the thing with Younger is everybody will always say like, like, what is the magic? Because there is, it's something magical about the show. There's just, a, there's like, you you love the show. You can tell the cast and the crew and everybody, the creators, they love the show. And it's just like a big freaking love fest and I'm telling you it's because the cast is so unbelievable and they are genuinely family and they are genuinely friends like they freaking love each other and to get to be around that vibe is just pff, the greatest thing in the world so let me go one by one each cast member and give a little anecdote Miriam Shore plays Diana Trout who is uh, a hilarious character but she plays like kind of like a mean boss but with like a soft interior like this season and the finale episode she has like a very strong love storyline and she gets actually married and uh that's how they went out was with her getting married and it was like to see her getting married on the show was amazing and getting to the softer side of diana was really great too but I'm going to tell you, so love her character, Miriam Shore as a human being. I'm telling you, she is, she should do stand-up comedy. I mean, she is basically doing stand-up comedy through her acting. 
the woman has me, everybody in the cast in stitches. She's insanely hysterical. And also, this season marked her second time directing an episode of Younger. So she had a directorial debut last season, season five. And then she did an episode this season as well. And she's just like a badass boss bitch. And like she like lives in New York and she's like a true blue New Yorker. She's not like a hoity-toity uppity anything. She's just like... Honestly, I, she and the whole cast, they're just down to earth. So that's Miriam. Love Miriam. I told you about Debbie Mazar already, but I'll tell you more about Debbie Mazar. Debbie Mazar is my homegirl. So don't forget, Debbie Mazar is like best friends with Madonna, which is like the craziest thing in the world. That's like a crazy best friend to have. And I mean, if that was my best friend, I would be a total asshole. But Debbie could not be more fucking cool and she's also you know what she is she's that kind of friend that will say to you before we go on camera I really think that you should change your lip from that nude to like a hot pink because like it'll really make your outfit pop like she she, talk about women supporting women she's a woman who supports other women she's looking out for your makeup your hair your everything on set and honestly that's my kind of woman also wildly talented insanely funny the whole cast is talented funny the whole shebang speaking of talented Sutton Foster. Oh my God. She is, she has more talent in her pinky than the majority of human beings almost together in their entire lives. The woman is a Broadway superstar. She can sing, she can dance, she can act. And she is the kindest soul and gentle and soft spoken, but not like shy. She's like confident and present, but she's like, you know what it's like? Being with Sutton, being around Sutton is like being around like somebody who's regal, but is like of the people. Sutton really sets a tone for the entire set and the entire tone of the show and the entire cast. And if you love the show the way you love it, I'm telling you, that's like a direct line from Sutton Foster. Um, Let's talk about Charles Michael Davis. Ugh, stop it. I love him. He plays Zane. Um, he plays Kelsey, Hillary Duff's love interest. He is a total baby Majora on the show, and he is like a total smooth operator IRL. Like he's the exact I feel like he's probably the one I would say is most like their character. Um he's not like a jerk the way Zane can be at all, but he's like confident and like smooth, but like in a cool way, not a creepy way. And so, but I literally, I, if you go back and you watch Getting Younger, you will see me like get giddy as shit around Charles Michael Davis. Like I act like a fucking loser. And um, I don't know if it made it to the actual episode itself, but we, him and I went to such a laughing fit, like for literally 15 minutes straight. We, I couldn't even read the teleprompter. Then he couldn't even answer the questions. It was like, we were like totally making laughter love and it was super special. I'm sure he's like you're creeping me out <laughs> but he is I, he is so fucking hot he makes me feel like a 13 year old girl with braces but like I have like fucking multicolored bands around my braces you know what I'm talking about um but I actually did run into him a couple months ago I was out in Los Angeles at the Soho house not to brag and I was running to the bathroom and I was running with <laughs> Ronnie 
from Watch What Crappens. We were running from our table to the bathroom because we were going to pee our pants because, you know, us. And then he was running with, like, some gorgeous girl. I don't know if it was a date or if it was a friend or whatever. Um, But I saw him, and I would not have done this if I wasn't drunk, but I was, so I did. And I was like, Charles Michael Davis! And he looked at me, and I said, I always do this, Taylor Strecker from blank, because I don't want anyone to ever feel like they have to know me, because that is my pet peeve in life when people expect me to remember their names. Oh, my God. I ran into literally my neighbors from when I was in kindergarten kindergarten recently when I was home visiting my parents and I introduced my girlfriend to them and they did not say their names back and I knew they were fucking testing me to know if I knew their names and you know what I didn't I forgot their names for like two minutes but then I finally remember them but I was like that's so rude like I lived next to you when I was in kindergarten. Maybe I don't remember your first names. You were Mr. and Mrs. And I also forget your last name right now, too. But, like, I thought it would have been so gracious of them if I was like, this is my girlfriend, Taylor. If you don't say, hey, Taylor, this is blankety blank. Obviously, I forgot your fucking name. So how about you just throw me a bone? You realize I forgot your name. You act graciously. And when I say this is my girlfriend, Taylor, you say, hello, my name is Bob. I was Taylor's neighbor. Give me some indicators, friend. Anyway, that's my pet peeve when people don't, like, give you an out and, like, they make you feel super weird for not knowing their names. So I never want to be that to people, especially celebrities. So I always, like, remind people. But now I'm at a point where people are, like, I'll run into Nico. He's, like, literally my neighbor in my building. And he goes, like, I know you. Stop (laughs) introducing yourself. So I guess I can take it a little too far. But this night I was on Pizzoint. So I see Charles Michael Davis. And I was like, Charles Michael Davis. And probably his friends don't call him that. So he probably thought, who's this crazy person? And I was like, it's me, Taylor, from Getting Younger. And he said, oh, my God, I know you. And I was like, I don't even care if he does or not because he's pretending. Or he does. Either way, I'm happy. And um, we embraced. So sweet, such a doll, so friendly. Like it was. It's like in those moments that I'm like, oh my god, I think the cast actually likes me. Hey guys, it's time to talk about one of our new sponsors. I'm so excited about. They're called Honey. Honey is a free browser extension that saves you money everywhere you shop online. So basically, Honey finds coupon codes and other discounts across the web, and then they apply them automatically. Listen. I don't know how it works, but I do know that Honey has saved me money where I'm already shopping. Nine times out of 10, shopping online beats going to the store. But guess what? Nine times out of 10, you're overpaying when you shop online, unless you use Honey. The last time I used Honey, I bought this soups cute but kind of expensive jacket at H&M, and I went to buy the jacket, and a coupon code applied that gave me 20% off my purchase plus free shipping. Girl, I saved like 40 bucks. Just think about how much money you could be saving if you used Honey too. The average Honey user saves about $126 per year. Are you kidding me? Over 10 million people are already saving with Honey. Honey has over 100,000 five-star reviews on the Google Chrome store. And Time Magazine called Honey basically free money. And guess what? They're a thousand percent right. Listen, there's really no reason to not use Honey. It's free to use. It installs your computer in just two clicks. And it's going to save you money so that you can treat yourself to something nice. Get Honey for free right now at joinhoney.com slash Taylor. Again, that's joinhoney.com slash T-A-Y-L-O-R. And now back to the podcast. 
Speaking of liking, oh, Peter Herman is such a gentleman and a scholar. For whatever reason, I always end up doing the Younger Uncovered podcast. Uh, the last episode every single year I've done it is with Peter. And every year, of course, I thank the cast and the crew and the writers and the whole shebangalang. And every year, Peter thanks me. And I'm telling you, it never gets fucking old. He is so goddamn gracious and polite, but like, again, humble, down to earth, so cool. And um, I had an incident, not an incident, but I had like a, <laughs> I had a bathos moment by mistake with Peter and Mariska at the, I'm, I'm like, hopefully I didn't make Mariska feel weird, but we were at the younger season six premiere party and Mariska, so I, so we're there, we're doing carpet, Peter's there, like everyone's there. I had just wrapped a full day of shooting with a bunch of the castmates, so like, you know, it's like comfortable, it's cozy. We all go change. We're getting ready together. I'm getting ready with Molly Bernard, who like don't even get me started. I love so much stories about her to come. And so we get to the party and it's at this uh, amazing hotel in Brooklyn. <clears throat> My girlfriend's with me and I'm like, I have an outfit on, honey. And I'm feeling good. I'm talking to the cast and crew. And, um, you know, when you're at this at these premiere parties, like you're you're walking amongst like, not just the cast, but like also they've got like famous friends and family with them. I actually saw at the premiere party. Oh my God, I nearly friggin' died. Um, I don't know if you're a fan of Sopranos, but if you are, this will track. Artie Bucco in Sopranos has a wife named Charlemagne. I don't know the actress's name, but she was there with this, um, with this guy, with this, with this actor, Chris Tardio, who's, oh, he's so fucking hot. Um, he plays, Enzo, who is Diana Trout's now husband, and um, anyway, he was she was there with him. I think they must be friends or something. And I like totally geeked out over her, and I'm still to this day embarrassed about that. But yeah, so anyway, so I had that geek out moment. So I was like, okay, Taylor, just play it calm, play it cool, play it collected. You belong here. Stop acting like a fangirl. And so I went outside and I saw Peter Herman. And so I walked right over to him because I think I'd just done a couple episodes of Peter that day. And I was like, Peter, hey. And I walked over and I, you know, said like, this is my girlfriend, Taylor, because the whole cast has met Taylor at some point or the other because she's been on and off set. And, um, and Peter was like, oh my God, hi, and gave me a huge hug. And then all of a sudden, I realized that he was standing up giving us a hug and then sitting, but he got up from a chair and then sitting in a chair still with her back to us was only who I could assume was Mariska Hargitay. And she was wearing like a leather jacket, which is like so fucking amazing because it's like, oh my God, of course you are. And I, um, like I was talking to Peter and like, listen, Peter is, I mean, Mariska's his wife. We all know it, but like Mariska has her career. Peter has his career. And I think that they're both very respectful of each other's like zones. You know, it's like when they're at a premiere for her, it's her time. When it's a premiere for him, it's his time. So I, it's not like the Mariska Hargitay show all the time, which is so fucking cool because like, that's just one more testament to like how down to earth these people are. But all like, but like I'm talking to Peter and all I could do was like stare at this leather jacket attached to this like gorgeous brown head of hair because I fucking knew it was Mariska. And so we're like talk, talk, talking. And I'm sure it was literal seconds, but it felt like hours to me because I am like, like my breath slowed down. And I'm like, like laser focused drooling on who I think could be possibly. Oh my God, is it? No way. Could it be Mariska? Olivia? And so... So slowly but surely, all of a sudden, he's like, you guys, because it slowed down. You guys, I want you to meet my wife. And Mariska Hargitay turns around and, like, looks at us, gets up, 
shakes our hand, and I fucking froze. And thank God for my girlfriend. She was like, hey, it's so great to meet you. Taylor adores Peter. What a wonderful person to work with. Blah, 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 blah. We love the show. And she's like, I love the show. I'm a fan, this, that, and the other. And then I was like, <laughs> and then I was like, I just want to let you know, I'm a huge, huge fan, huge fan of SVU. Love Elizia Benson. And then I went like this. And it was, quite frankly, the most awkward moment of my entire life. And she did not know what to do with me. She laughed because she's kind, but she did not think I was funny. I wasn't funny. I was just being a weirdo. And um, then my girlfriend punched me in the head and carried me over her shoulder out of the party. No. Then we just walked away, and I basically wanted to crumble and die um, in a corner for the rest of the night. So instead, I got blackout wasted, chased Darren, star around the party like a crazy person. At this point, I'm just off, off my rocker. And, okay, so that was that night. And then... Like I said, Nico Tortorella, like the hotness is is intimidating, overwhelming, but again, so kind, so down to earth. And Nico, Nico and Josh are not the same person. I would say that if any cast member is the least like their character, it's going to be Nico. But then again, there are so many elements of Nico that are in Josh, like the kind heart. But my favorite thing about Nico is that we're fucking neighbors now, which is the craziest thing in the world. So I'm not going to say where we live because I'm going to protect Nico's identity. But Nico said it on Getting Younger that we were neighbors. So the cat's out of the bag, Nico. A sorry, a Charlie. I remember I came home from work one day or take him home from work one day. And she was like, you're never going to believe it. But I just saw Bethany. So Nico Tortorella is married to Bethany. And Bethany is, Nico and Bethany are always in pictures together, uh, both very recognizable. Tay was like, I think I just saw Bethany, Nico's Bethany, in our building. And I was like, oh, they must have friends that live here. A couple days later, Tay's like, I saw Bethany again in the elevator. And I was like, do you think that they live here? And I wasn't sure. I mean, I just feel like I picture them living in like, I don't know, like some, like, loft in Greenpoint. I mean, basically, I picture Nico just being Josh, um, which is not the case. Nico is Nico and Josh is Josh. I went down to our doorman and I was like, yo, bro, do you know a guy? This is exactly what I said. I said, do you know uh, a person named Nico Tortorella? And my doorman went, yes. How do you know Nico Tortorella? Because you got to assume that like when you're a fucking celebrity, you've got to take some precautions. You know, like, I mean, like living in a doorman building is the first step, but especially when you're on television and you have fans, and I can only imagine Nico's fans are like crazed in love fans. Um, you might have to let your front doorman know just in case, like don't let people up and, you know, make sure people don't just slip into the building. I mean, I've even had to do that and I'm not a celebrity. So there you go. Um, so my doorman was like, uh, how do you know Nico? You know, like I like he was probably still vetting me. And I said, I host a, a, I host an after show for a show that Nico's on younger. And my doorman was like, oh, my God. And my doorman said, Nico and Bethany moved in here like a month ago. I said, shut the fuck up. And so then my doorman was like, do you want me to tell him to call you? And I was like, he doesn't have my phone number. My doorman was like, well, I'll let Nico know that you say hi. I'm like, okay. And so I'm coming in the very next day from work. And my doorman was like, hey, by the way, I just saw Nico like, on the way out today, I told Nico I saw you, and Nico says, what's up, DM him, and, like, you guys should get drinks on the roof or whatever. Anyway, 
my heart fluttered and I nearly died. And ever since I see Nico all over the neighborhood, Bethany's all over the place. Um, we have yet to do it. They've been very busy, but like I see a potluck in our future. And I mean, I'm just telling you, these you guys, if you love these characters on the show, I mean, you will love them ten times more in real life, which I know sounds impossible, but it's the truth. Okay, now let's talk about Molly Bernard. Molly friggin' Bernard. Oh my god. So Lauren is I'm going to say it. Lauren's one of my favorite characters on Younger. She's so quirky and so just like out there. She feels like my spirit animal. So I love a Lauren. But the funny thing is that Molly would be the first one to say that she's uh, very different from Lauren. But I actually think as time goes on, there's becoming more and more similarities. Molly and I bonded um, because I told Molly, actually I told the whole cast about my story about being with Taylor pretty early on because it was like, it, it was definitely, I was relating it or linking it to some sort of a plot line in the show. Molly was very receptive to that, especially she like came up to me afterward and she was like, oh my God, I have very close family friends who are lesbians and you know I like if you have any questions or anything and the, and and this is when I Molly was like I guess identifiably straight and so we kind of had that connection and she was always very like interested in me and my tailor and what we were doing and then I would say like a year ago or so or maybe it was even a little bit longer ago yeah maybe at this point like a year a year and a half ago um she Molly was like you're never gonna guess what and I was like what and she's like I'm dating a woman for the first time ever and I'm so in love and anyway so Molly and I are just like kindred spirits on that level like I'm dying to get Molly on this podcast and just like talk about our relationships with each other because I don't have a ton of lesbian friends I have a couple of lesbian friends most of them I've met through work but I don't have a lot of lesbian friends who are in relationships I have Darren Carp and her girlfriend Carson me and my tailor and like that's like it. So I mean, like Emma Wilman is one of my really good friends, but like Emma's single. My friend Alex, she's bi, but she is single right now in our relationship. So like, yeah, I don't really have a lot of gay girlfriends who are in relationships because you know, like nobody gets it like somebody that's in your situation. So I would love to have Molly come on this podcast and kind of like shoot the shit with Molly about all that stuff. And by that stuff, I mean being lesbians. Um, <laughs> the language of Lesbos. Hey guys, it's time to talk about one of our sponsors, Simple Health. If you're on birth control, looking to get back on birth control, or you want to try it for the first time, then you know how difficult, annoying, and honestly confusing the process can be. From figuring out which method you want, to dealing with refills at the pharmacy, all the freaking lines, uh, remembering to renew your prescription, it's anything but simple. Enter Simple Health. They're changing all that with online birth control prescriptions and free home delivery, making birth control accessible, convenient, and affordable for all women. Here's how it works. Go to simplehealth.com slash Taylor and fill out an online health profile with your medical history, conditions, birth control preferences. Whether you already know the exact brand you want or you need something to skip periods and manage acne, Simple Health has got you covered. A licensed doctor will review your information, determine if you're a good candidate for birth control, and write you a prescription for the right method. Whether that's the pill, the patch, or the ring, I've tried them all. Then your birth control ships to your door for free on a recurring schedule so that you never have to worry about forgetting a refill or missing a pill again. Just a little FYI, Simple Health is designed by doctors and every patient is carefully reviewed by a doctor. So they're bringing the doctor's office basically to you, meaning you can skip the hassle of appointments and pharmacy lines, but still get quality care. Plus, their doctors and customer care teams are just a message away. Whether you have a general question, need your prescription changed, or need assistance with cost, they're committed to finding the right fit for you. 
Best of all, Simple Health is free with most insurance plans, so you can pay absolutely nothing to use the service every single month. For those without insurance, it's still super affordable. Pills start at just $15 a month, and monthly shipping is free for everyone. The annual prescription is usually $20, but my listeners can try Simple Health for free. Just go to simplehealth.com slash T-A-Y-L-O-R or enter the code Taylor, again, T-A-Y-L-O-R at checkout. Also, I want to mention that this is not a replacement for routine checkups with your doctor you still need those for your overall health but this is the most convenient and comfortable way to get your birth control try a better way to get birth control with simple health by going to simplehealth.com taylor or just enter code taylor again t-a-y-l-o-r at checkout give it a try and thank me later and now back to the podcast and last but certainly not least is hillary fucking duff okay speaking of my girlfriend so i'll mention it again hillary duff is a super star okay she could be if she wanted to be a total diva she could not be further from it and this is my evidence right here because if you're not down to earth you don't do what she has done and always does with me every time I see her so I've interviewed Hillary at Sirius a couple times but you know she certainly did not have to remember me and then when I met her, the f- when I but then when I saw her again on the very first season of Getting Younger for the after show, she was like, I remember you from, and I was like, serious. She's like, yes, that's right. Oh my God, love your interviews. You're so much fun to interview with, which is like, she does not have to remember me. Imagine the amount of people that Hilary Duff meets, goes on press junkets with. Like last season we were on set, I remember, and somehow we got on the topic of my girlfriend. It was the last episode. It was Darren, Debbie Mazar, Sutton Foster, and Hilary Duff. And Hilary was like super duper pregnant about to pop and uh, we were talking about my girlfriend and all that stuff and that was just that just like pleasantries and they were like so nice on set and whatever so then when I went on set for this last most recent season of getting younger Hillary walks in don't forget they have a really long press day guys like they're we're talking 12 14 hours and they had just like the night before like shot for like eight hours and they had to go to this thing for Tribeca Film Festival I mean they are running on legitimate fumes okay and she comes on set and she sits down she's like Taylor hi it's so good to see you first of all I'm like you know my name which is like ridiculous at this point because it's like of course she does I mean like I've met her enough times she it's normal she would know my name and we're sitting there and like and and while you're on set like you're filming and I'm like reading lines off a teleprompter which is like kind of bathos because they're like sitting there like watching me read and I fucking hate reading but like that's my job so I'm here to do that but like in between like sometimes like they're resetting cameras or resetting lights so there's like downtime and everybody's talking and stuff and so everyone's like kibitzing and talking back and forth and then Hillary looks right at me and she's like so Taylor how's your girlfriend how's Taylor and I was like she's good and she's like so when are you proposing it was just and maybe this sounds ridiculous I don't know but it's just the fact that she takes the time to like remember my girlfriend's name and remember that the last time we spoke, I mentioned that about, you know, me proposing to her. It's just like Hillary does not have to do that. She I don't even know how she has the fucking brain space for that. I barely remember my own family members birthdays. So she doesn't need to remember those details of my life. But the fact that she does and goes out of her way to like have the conversation is just fucking above and beyond as far as I'm concerned. Like Hillary Duff, I stan you i am blown away by you and if you're looking for a new best friend i am available and then of course there's darren star darren star is such a fucking genius and he's so humble and he's so like shy but not like in a bad way shy like in a human way it's just incredible to see all these insanely talented successful people all in one cast 
and that nobody's big timing at all. Even if they were divas, I would be like, they're allowed. They're allowed. They're fucking amazing. But not one of them is. In conclusion, I just want to say congratulations to everybody in the younger family for an amazing season six. The seasons just keep getting better and better. Congratulations on getting greenlit for season seven. I can't wait to see what's ahead. And I swear to God, whether I'm a part of the after show or not, I'm still going to be such a fan and nothing but great things to say about them. And um, in fucking team Josh, I'm sorry. I know I'm not supposed to say what team I'm on, but I am. I'm team Josh. And let me tell you why before I go. Because Josh, to me, represents me and my girlfriend. That is the only reason I am totally projecting. I love Liza and Charles together. Like, friggin' obsessed, okay? How could you not be? That final scene when Charles asks Liza to marry him. And she kind of doesn't say yes, which isn't a no, but like, isn't it? Um, I don't know what season seven has in store. And literally none of us know. The writers still don't know. Trust me, I've talked to them. Darren doesn't know. The cast definitely doesn't know. I'll, I'll be damned if I know. None of us know what's going to happen. But I would like to see Josh reincorporated back into Liza's love life. And this is why I love her with Charles. But it seems to be like the safe route to go. Like it makes sense. You know, they're compatible. They're the same age. They've had the same life experience, which I love, which I love, love, love. And in the real world, yes, it makes sense. And also I like love Charles Brownstone. It's like my fucking favorite thing ever. You know me. I love real estate. Like, oh, I masturbate to real estate. But to me, Younger is a show about reinvention. And every cast member gets to go through it. But specifically, let's focus on Liza. Because from season one to season now, Liza has has been like rebirthed and reborn and you know I can speak to this as a woman of a certain age I'm not in my 40s but I'm in my mid-30s and something happens at least to me I can't speak for all women but for me like I used to always like in my 20s I had this really big job in my 20s that I felt like almost like a little too young for, a little too inexperienced for. I felt like maybe people didn't take me that seriously. So I was always looking forward to like being in my 30s and mid 30s so I could be like, yeah, see, I, like I've earned my stripes. I'm established. And then like I was in my late 20s and I was like, oh my God, I'm old, but like not. I'm like, huh. And then I got in my 30s and I was like, oh, I haven't, I'm not, I'm not feeling bad about my 30s. I'm feeling great about my 30s. I love being 30. And I, I remember preaching on the radio, 30 is the best, 30 is what's up, blah, 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 blah. I, I guess everyone has their own scary age. I think my scary age is fucking 40 or 40 something. It's real. And to some women, I can't speak for a woman, but it is scary. And that's why I fucking love younger. And yes, Liza looks like she's fucking 26, which kind of, I guess, defeats the point of what I'm saying. <laughs> but the message is clear. And the message is such that no matter where you are in life, even if you are married, you have an almost adult child. That was Liza's story. You know, if you're not happy, if shit's not going the way you don't want it to go, then you have the power to take control of your life back. And ultimately, you can do whatever you want to do. And that's why I'm freaking here for Josh and Liza. I'm team Josh because Josh, Liza being with Josh represents to me Liza saying, fuck conformity, fuck what I'm supposed to do, fuck what's safe, I'm going to do what my heart tells me to do, I'm going to break all the rules and just follow happiness one step at a time. And I love that message because that's, I feel like what I did with my girlfriend, I got a divorce, like he was going to be a good husband. He was going to be a good dad. He was a good provider. We were secure financially, you know, but I wasn't happy. And so I did the scary thing. And I said, I deserve to be happy and you deserve to be happy. We're not going to stay together. 
And then I fucking fell in love with a girl who was younger than me, who was a nanny. And that was absolutely not my plan. I did not want to be the provider, <laughs> but oh, my heart, you know, my fucking heart, man. I couldn't fight it. I fell in love and I was like, I deserve happiness. And that's the thing about love and happiness. It doesn't necessarily check all the boxes of what you think is going to make a happy life. But when you get that feeling, you'll be fucking damned if you let it go. So I went with my gut and every single day I said, if being with my girlfriend Taylor makes me happy every single day, I'm going to keep going down that path. I'm going to cry right now. (laughs) I'm the most scared I've ever been, but I'm also the happiest I've ever been. And watching season one of Younger and all the seasons after, Liza with Josh for me represents that. Like going against the grain, going against conformity, going against societal rules and just saying, screw it. I'm going to live the life that I want to lead regardless of what I'm supposed to do or regardless of expectation. And that's why I'm team Josh. The end. Thank you for listening to my TED Talk. Anyway, guys, um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to rate it, review it. Tell me what you thought in the comment section. And then also make sure to subscribe and tell your friends and everybody subscribe. Send those subscriptions around town. And you guys, go check out. You can even watch the after show. Even if you're behind, it's totally fine. It's just on Facebook. It's on Younger TV's Facebook page. So facebook.com slash Younger TV. And you can see me interview all the castmates. And you can watch like the last three years of getting younger if you've missed them. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. And uh, yeah, bye girl, bye.